player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother, Sean. How we doing? Fantastic. But if this is the first time you're seeing, hearing, or listening to us, this is the Two Player Co-op Podcast, where just about every week, two brothers get together to tell you everything you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you like the video, subscribe, share it with your friends, family, and everyone in betwixt. If you only listen to us on audio services, that's cool too. Just leave us a five-star review or a thumbs up or whatever they do. If you really like us, you can go to patreon.com slash co-op. Just like, I don't have it written down here, but our affiliates, <laughs> James Solar, Sarah Solar, and John Tingley did, as well as our producers, Steve Appleton, Aunt Sue, Vernon Slayton, and Dustin Downs. If you like merch, like cool t-shirts and stuff, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two-player co-op. So, if you couldn't tell by the title of the video or the podcast, we got to interview Mr. Colin Moriarty for a second time, and this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Super cool guy, as you all know. But well, no, he's the devil, according. Well, to Well, but if you're people. watching this, you probably yeah. you're probably cool with Colin. He, you know, so the first time we interviewed him, we did a lot of talk about Hybroxia Two, which we love that game and everything. But this time, especially how the last couple of months went for us with a certain group here in Memphis, uh, we wanted to touch on some other stuff. So we did that. Um, Colin got a little candid, I would say. Um, but we had a lot of fun doing this again. He's just, uh, th- th- this is why I get pissed off whenever anybody just tries to lie about him. He is the nicest and, and kindest dude. And if you don't believe that, then you just don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm just sorry. You don't. Um, so yeah, I think that's enough of an intro Sean. Do you agree? Let's get right to it. Here's our interview with Mr. Colin Moriarty. Greetings and salutation, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of the Two-Player Co-op Podcast. We are joined today by the patriarch of Last Stand Media himself, Colin Moriarty. Thank you for coming back with us, my man. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the kind words. Good to be here with you. And uh, yeah, happy to do this with you tonight. So yeah, this is a, uh, it's a dream come true for us twice over now. Um Thank you so much for coming on the first time. Thank you for coming on again. Uh, we have been a little bit busy the last few weeks. So we had one of your sons, Dustin Furman, came on with us nice. uh, a couple of weeks ago. He was gracious enough to uh, to grace us with his presence. That was awesome. We talked to uh, John O'Peck about Trigger Witch a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, this is we've been a little bit busy. Um, and so, yeah. So thank you so much for coming back on with us, my man. Yeah, no problem. I, I actually just recorded uh, with Jono awesome. yesterday for nice. Sacred Symbols Plus that will go live, I think, on Saturday. So awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, no problem at all. I'm happy to do these um, these appearances. And now that I can just basically kick everything over to Micah and not have to schedule anything and can kind of just show up, <laughs> it, that's like easiest. So well, definitely no problem now. Awesome. Uh, well, we love Micah. Um, like I told her when I was emailing back and forth, you know, I'm just so happy for you and Micah and Rush and everybody. It just seems like you are the happiest you've ever been since I've been following you. Thank you. And it just, it just warms my heart. So awesome. Yeah. Um, thanks. I mean, ha- I don't know, you know, happy is, well, I mean, you're I don't know about that, yeah. but yeah, let's, <laughs> let's not get carried away, but yeah, no, it's, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing very well and, and uh, everything seems to be doing fine. So 
yes, I appreciate your kind words. That everything is uh has has been going swimmingly, and Micah and I are yeah very very um simpatico with each other in terms of just we both like she's really is you know like when you sometimes bend to be to cater to another person and mm-hmm. and it's really not like that like we really just don't like going anywhere we really just don't like doing things like we like to just we walk the dog multiple times a day and we talk a lot and like you know etc we don't need to do it so it's nice it's i i did indeed find the yin and my yang which is cool that's awesome awesome um <clears throat> also congrats on the live show we can't make it because life but i will say so i know you've been here in the past for 311 day um memphis would be an awesome place for you to come and do a live show i'm just gonna say we're in the quote unquote not the real obviously because we grew up in new york but the tri-state area with uh, arkansas and mississippi so um hopefully that goes awesome and yeah we would love to have you here in memphis we, we got a cool retro uh retro bar here that would love to host you i would assume um I don't think they're, you know, they're, they're not packs or anything, but, um, Memphis, I think would be an awesome place for you to come in the future. Yeah. We want to see, first of all, thanks. And we want to see what we can learn from this event and like what we need to know. And I want to do like shows with a purpose. So I just have this idea. I haven't really even talked about it publicly, but just this idea of, I used to like this, this, uh, debate and lecture series called um, intelligence squared I think they still do it but um, and it would just present the question and then there would be people debating both sides of it and it would be all sorts of different cool I, I don't know I really like the, the stuff that they did and I always kind of set the seed in my head of like could we create something that's a little more fun and like accessible but something for games where what is the best game of all time what is the best narrative of all time what is the most overrated console of all time all you know all of these kinds of things and then go to different cities and answer these different questions with different audiences mm. and have some sort of compilation of, so it's not just like a panel, but rather like an evening with, and, and then it adds to this tapestry we're trying to build of interesting lectures and debates and whatever, and just interactions with the audience. It's, I think it's going to be a little zanier than I'm letting on, but I want it to be something substantive too. And I think so. I think it's kind of um, it's worked out really nicely that we weren't, in, you know, we were disinvited from PAX a few years ago because I don't think we would have ever investigated this idea otherwise. And it's really Dustin and Ben's brainchild. I, right. They they presented me with this. You know, it wasn't something I really ever thought that I would do. Awesome. I yeah. like it. I know you don't like the live shows and everything. But yeah, if we could ever get you to Memphis, that would be that that'd be amazing. Yeah, I um, think I think that's there's no re- that's the other thing is that Memphis isn't a small town like right. uh, Butler, but it is off the beaten path yeah. when you think about the places people go. And that is kind of what I would like to do. So mm. we'll see. Awesome. Well, we can help you out <laughs> however <laughs> we can. Um, so I got to say one programming note that I have. So I put this in the Patreon every time it comes up, it never gets upvoted. I don't know why, but let me just broach this to you and see what happens knockback you and dagan nes versus snes yeah so we we could we could do something like that i don't know so we 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 do a series on here we we started doing in the past and we've we just started doing it again but we do nes games versus snes or snes versus genesis etc um 
But what I was thinking, like, because I know you you still think, I assume, that the NES was the best console ever. Yeah, that's my favorite console yeah. ever. I, I think I can make a case for why it's it's the best. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we 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 went back and forth when we when we ranked ours. We had the SNES and the PS4 actually tied for number one. Yep. Um, but I would love to see a knockback episode where you guys like say, let's go Mario three versus Mario World, Metroid versus Super Metroid, Mario three versus Mario World, you know, and on on Contra versus Contra three, etc., and just see who comes out on top. So that that was one thing I just wanted to broach. Um, uh, like the NES, I think we ranked it third. I think it was up there. Yeah, it may yeah. have been third. I'm pretty sure it was number three. But that was just one thing that I think you guys could have a lot of fun with. Um, it never gets upvoted, but I just wanted to broach that to you now, just in case. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's good feedback. We we are trying to. I don't know. We feel like we were being too broad early on, so we tried to. We're trying to narrow in, like, yeah. uh, closer and closer. I don't know what we've even done for NES or SNES. I feel like we covered those in different ways when we were doing yeah. the show a little differently. So yep. it's possible that we would do something like that. I would, um, I'd be interested to see what Dagan has to say about the consoles, especially because he has helped write books on the NES and SNES um, with Pat Contry. So it'd be, he'd have like some interesting feedback on that as well. But yeah, I don't know. We have, we have just this medley of topics that we need to get to, including ones that have been voted by the audience that we're still working yeah. towards metal gear solid 2 just keeps getting punted i think we'll do that in a couple of weeks and then metal gear solid 3 got um oh, you know voted so we have to figure that out as well but it's just a lot of games so dagan doesn't really have as yeah. much time to play and frankly i don't know that i really do either um, yeah. like these older games like it's disruptive to me too so we have to try, kind of try to fit them in but also people are like we started doing MCU stuff and people were digging that and we just did Lord of the Rings and all this. So yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is we don't want to move too quickly through any of the topics because yeah. not that there's any fear of running out of things, but, and sure. there are certain topics we won't do like, or like we don't know when we would do them. Like we still haven't done a new hope for instance. Yeah. yeah uh, Metal Gear Solid three is still my favorite game ever. Um, so I'm glad that that won that vote. That makes me very happy. Um, but I cannot wait for you guys to do, I'm almost more interested, more interested to see you guys do Metal Gear Solid 2 just because of like, I think there's a lot more to talk about with that. Yeah. Like with Especially what, in today's. With, yeah, yeah, exactly. With what Kojima was going for, like he who controls the flow of digital information controls the world and in the world we're living in right now, that's, you know, it's, I, I cannot wait. I, I can't wait for you guys to do that. Yeah. We, we, I think Dagan um, actually bought like a new, copy of the game like or a, a nicer copy of it to play i don't know why he did that because it's definitely in my collection and he has it but right um so he's been working his way through it and i've been playing it on vita but i got i restarted it a couple times and then i got like an hour or so in and it, i gotta say it's like man this game's pretty brutal from a gameplay perspective it just really <laughs> is it's just really brutal uh, it doesn't hold up but yeah. i loved it back in the day but it's just so hard to control it's so unintuitive yeah. I have to override everything I've learned about games in the last 20 years to play it properly. And yet I remember very clearly when I was a senior in high school when I came out playing it and, and just loving it. So I'm, I'm taking copious notes as I usually do. And yeah, we'll have a lot to say about it in the coming weeks. Yeah. That's what Sean always says. He always says that the, the old metal gear games do not hold up. And I get that. 
And I always like two better than three, but, and I'm sure they control almost identically, but I know I I was going to say recently, it's been a while now, but whenever it was that I tried to go back and play three, you couldn't, I couldn't get past the first few like screens. It was just kind of hold this button to draw, but then hit the, it was just, oh, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. It's it's nonsense. It's totally nonsensical. I I think that with three in the blue point collection, I think on PS3 adds it because it's a subsistence port i think yep. adds a 3d ca- camera which is cool so that fixes a lot of the problem because it is the the fixed camera plus all just the un- i think on vita it's like hold circle which which it was on ps2 but her- hold circle to shoot and then hold them up by going in the art with r1 hold them up like it's I'm like i don't know what you're talking about this game would be <laughs> so much better if you could play no. it that's why i hope that they go back and revisit it which i, I assume you. they will one day and just and just fix it like they don't need to do very much but just you got to add a 3d camera in there at least and yeah. see that's kind of how i felt about um uh, skyward sword when we're or when i was trying to play non-motion controls it was just nothing felt intuitive and every enemy i would come across i had to stop and kind of collect myself and be like okay i'm gonna walk up to him I'm going to hold this button that I'm going to get ready to do this. And I just, it was not, nothing felt natural. And that's exactly how it felt going back, trying to play those games. I just, (laughs) I can't, I can't get over that. They've Konami has been so negligent in leaving games alone while seeing some of their, compatriots like capcom and others revisit old games that needed similar help and received it and they did it kind of granularly like we got remake first remember on gamecube and then they re-released that digitally and re4 saw all these different permutations i think the the ultimate resident evil evil 4 version is the wii version like no doubt in my mind about it um because it it overrides against some of the cumbersome control problems and even when they revisited these games 10 years ago in these ports, they, they didn't go quite far enough in, in um, refining them quite like I would think blue point later did when they remade shadow of the Colossus and, and did other things and, and fixed some stuff. So I feel like controls are becoming streamlined in such a way that it's hard to go backwards. And yeah. the more you, um, you know, I, I, I <laughs> this is a weird example, but, I've been watching, and I think I've talked about this on the show, but I watched this guy drain addict on YouTube. Who's like this Australian guy that goes and fixes like clogged drains. Like that's literally what he does. And it's just these like really popular videos of him just doing this, like this rote work. And what, one of the fun things about it is watching how streamlined it is for him and how his hands just kind of move on his machines, on his different tools. And he just knows what he's doing. And that becomes more and more ingrained in one's mind until it's hard to go backwards. And so these games are just going to become more difficult to play. I think games in the 2D plane don't suffer from this problem, but a lot of games in the 3D plane absolutely do. And I don't, I must say that even in 2001, as you guys might recall, this game still was archaic. I, yeah. There were 3D games that had independent camera control at this time too. And even games that had fixed cameras in 2001, like Animusha and others still felt better than this. So that was the thing that I always had to kind of override my, um, my opposition to the gameplay to get into Metal Gear. And the more I was unwilling to do that, the more that that, that series became an inaccessible option for me. Yeah. So, yeah. I get it. Well, hopefully Sony just buys blue box for crying out loud, or I'm blue sorry, box. blue point. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that in a minute here. These, I, I can't wait to talk about that. Um, 
Okay, so Colin, I want to talk to you about this. So I'm going to call this story time with Kevin. Um, I don't know how you deal with the amount of ridiculous crap that comes your way. So a couple months ago, we used to be associated with uh, a group here in Memphis that rhymes with uh, turd mine o done. I mean, we can say their name. Yeah. Okay. Nerd <laughs> 901. Um, and they're super liberal and all this. And when we interviewed you last time, it was to me, it was the highlight of our quote unquote career podcasting. Um, it was everything I could ask for. It was awesome. You were super gracious. It was an awesome talk. We talked about proxy too, everything. And none of those guys, five, six, seven guys that we were associated with, no one gave a like, retweet, text, anything because Colin made a bad Al Bundy joke. Okay, fine, whatever. Um, so then a couple months ago, when you were saying how God of War 2 should be a PS5 game, which I want, especially as a PS5 owner, I would like that to be a PS5 only game. There was someone named Pikachu Lita, who is a local Memphis streamer. And she was like, we don't want any of those C star Lynn Moriarty fanboys being here. And I was like, it's so funny how no one can ever say Colin's name. It's ridiculous to me. And then one of the guys from nerd 901, Ernie, the blurb without fear, which is ironic was like, okay, so we're making fun of Memphis streamers now. And I'm like, well, I don't really care where you're from. Um, I think if you're going to call somebody out, like I've done many times on Twitter, Game Dad GP, whatever his, I don't even know what his actual name is. Mr. Megative, whatever his name is now on Twitter. He keeps changing his handle so nobody can mention him. Um, I was like, I don't care who it is. Ernie and I went back and forth. And then he just said, basically, Colin is a top, he's a, what do you say? Top tier trash human. Something like that. If he was a superhero and saved a bunch of babies from a burning building, I wouldn't care. And also, this shows me why I don't like you. And I'm like, okay, I didn't realize that. I thought we were fine. We've had some disagreements in the past over stupid comic books and wrestling, whatever. Um, and then I got a text from the leader of the, the, the group here. Um, and it was so frustrating. I felt like Larry David at that moment. I just finally started watching Curb. I feel like a fake Seinfeld fan because I never had HBO. I'm finally watching Curb. But it was one of those Larry David moments where it's like, no, I was texting you to tell you that we were done because we've been done forever. Ever since they said nothing about our interview with you, I was like, you know what? We, we don't need this crap. You, you guys provide nothing. We're, we're just done. Um, they didn't want anything to do with us. I was like, well, that's fine because we don't want anything to do with you. And here's a hundred reasons why. Um, and then, so we're done with them. So that's why I feel fine talking about this last time. I felt like they were like just watching everything we said, whatever. But now I see like last week, some random dude on Twitter is like, oh, Colin's telling people not to get vaccinated. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I, I guess, man, like how, like, I'm a conservative. I hate Trump. You left the Republican Party over Trump because he's a freaking psychopath. You've been pro-gay marriage as long as I've been listening to you. You've been in favor of transgender rights. You've talked about, you know, uh, the, the issues with police states 
and on and on and on. You've spoken out for minority mi- minority rights every chance you get. Like, man, how? Like, is it to the point now where you can just brush this stuff off? Like, I don't know, man. I just don't know how you deal with this stuff, dude. I honestly, um, it's frustrating, but at the same time. <clears throat> I'm somewhat immune to to the nonsense now. I just when I became when I became aware of that, like you're talking about this clique of people. I don't really know these people, but um, it's frustrating probably for them because Sacred Symbols probably has more listeners than everything they do combined. Oh my god! Yes, yes. Not <laughs> even they they don't do anything. They they what what they do is they latch on to local Memphis people and they ride their coattails. One of the people was uh, Zombie Kills, whatever her name is, and then she turned out to be a complete psychopath. So they got rid of her, but now they're like, well, they reached out to us originally because we were kind of up and coming in Memphis um, three, four years ago, whatever it was. They latched onto our coattails, but they, again, they don't do anything. They, they do like one podcast a month that no one listens to, and now they're just like, well, Ernie's our cash cow, so whatever Ernie says, we will do. Um, and I don't even care if they see this, whatever. Hey guys. Um, but it's just so weird. Like when you just, when you are like surrounded by people in an echo chamber and there is no way that anyone can think any differently than they do. Like, I obviously I know you've been there, man, but like, I just don't know how mentally it's just, I don't know, Colin, it's just like, I don't know how you deal with all this stuff. Like we've experienced this in a very small way on some of the video we's, videos we've done in the past. We don't need to get into that, but I, I, I just like, yeah. So do you just brush it off? Like, does like, I don't know. I, like, does Micah get pissed? Like, do you guys just, you can yeah, Micah gets mad sometimes. I mean, sometimes people, yeah. Yeah. I, I usually brush most of it off because if you really start compartmentalizing it, you re- and you can kind of analyze it. You realize, I mean, that's what I was saying was, if you have no, I have an audience, who, a, a huge audience of people that come in and want to hear what I have to say about things and they know who I am. And um, like the vaccination thing or like the, the, the vaccination thing is just weird to me just because I think that people are mistaken if they think that I'm some sort of political microphone right. for them to um, or public health microphone with which they will say their message. Um I got vaccinated. I got vaccinated as soon as I could possibly could. I was really eager to get vaccinated and I believe in the efficacy of the vaccines, but I'm not going to tell people what to do. I mean, it's just, it's just not going to happen. Like I'm not, I I don't know like what you should, I think you should get the vaccine, but you have to, you're, I'm a fucking video game podcast. What do you want? What do you want me to say? You know, it's just, it's just very strange. I know what I do in my life and I try to really keep the, the conversation when it gets political or social philosophical, economic to the subject matter at hand so as to not necessarily not alienate people because that's if they want to be alienated that's fine but just because people don't really do do people really need to hear it's like the old um it's like the old meme of like what is what does ja rule think of 9-11 or whatever it's like (laughs) you know like why are we asking these people why do you care what i think about COVID 19 at all it's it's very strange as far as the things people say about me um I know it's not true. And I think that people that listen to me are befuddled by it. And I think also it's just really helped us. We get many messages from people that are like, wow, I was totally wrong. I didn't know. And blah, blah, blah. And I've had similar experiences actually recently. Tim pool had a, um, 
like a debate in quotes with uh, Charlie Kirk and Vosh or Vosh, however you say his name. And two of these two political people, one on the right, one on the left. And I don't know anything about either of them, really. All I know is what people have said about them and, and kind of their reputation on social media, et cetera, and so on. I think one is like almost like a communist or like a socialist, uh, like anarchist kind of person. And the other is like a far right or not far right, but right wing kind of Trump person. And what I realized in watching this like open debate open mindedly was I was like, wow, neither of these people are nearly as cartoonish or bad as anyone was saying. Yeah. And so I try to give myself the same sort of leeway. Micah does get mad about it. Uh, other people in my life get mad about it, but I don't really get mad about it. I've, I've kind of won. I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I won. I won. It's over yep. <laughs> now. You can, you can, it, you can stop. I have a really great life. I'm doing better than I've ever done. And I've not hurt or swung at really anyone at all. So people can keep doing what they want to do, but we're very like hyper-focused on the content and they can be hyper-focused on me, but that's awesome. Like their view and their attention counts just as much as someone else's on YouTube, just as some as much as someone else's on podcast services. I think some people just don't don't quite understand that either. Like you're not. I've even heard people being like, "I won't. I don't want you know. Def, I'll watch Defining Duke instead." And I'm like, "That's great, dude. I own Defining <laughs> okay, Duke. Thank you. You know. So um, we want to just create content that's honest, um, versatile in terms of what you can expect out of it, and. Uh, you know, and, and not only honest from a um, from a guttural sense, like a spiritual sense, but honest in what it gets wrong and stuff, too. And I think we have a really good thing going. I think that's why we have fans and a lot of other people don't. And I'm not trying to be mean to those people. Right. It's just say something different, say something meaningful and people will flock to you and come to you. And, and it, that is what it is. So, yeah, do I let it I let it kind of I think if I was more beaten down economically or more beaten down with my company. I mean, just honestly speaking, like maybe it would, I'd be feeling really differently, but yeah. it didn't work out like that. And so it's, I guess, I guess in some ways easy for me to be like, you know, when I think about some of these people and I'm like, man, like you definitely are in rough shape and I don't need to defend myself against you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's these people are just like, that's all they have. Like, we go back to uh, Game Dad GP, Meg Mr. Megative, whatever his name is now. I don't, I don't even know his actual name. Um, but then I go and I'm like, we are just like, we both have full-time jobs with a uh, medical, you know, manufacturing company here in Memphis. Um, we do this as a hobby. It's a way for us to hang out and everything. And then I go and check out the YouTube channel for SD, whatever his thing is. I'm like, you guys do less views than us, but you're supposed to be this, like the voice of the people and all this. I'm like, no, you just are like, oh, people don't like Colin. I'm just going to talk about Colin. I'm going to get mad about Colin. I'm going to get likes and retweets and stuff. And I don't want to live my life that way. Also, <laughs> I think it's obviously, I think it's ridiculous. Anything anybody says about you, like anytime anybody has come at me like, oh, you like Colin. I'm like, well, okay. Tell me what you don't like. Oh, he's a bad person. Okay. Why? No, he just is. Okay. Why? And they have they like, nothing. they got nothing like, yes, you made a joke four, five, whatever. I don't even know what it is. Four and a half years ago. Really? Like you guys are so obsessed over this. Like you got to get a life, man. I, I, I will just never understand <laughs> the way that you live rent-free in people's heads is just astounding to me. <laughs> 
And I guess that's just what they get off on. I don't know, man. But like, yeah, like I said, I've been a fan forever. I've been with you through it all. I've both of us have, you know, I'm a proud Patreon supporter, last hand media. I think everything you guys are doing is awesome. Um, and I just will never understand that, that these people think that that's just the way the world is. Like I had somebody that I was, what, 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 uh, well, it's not even worth it. Um, I, I, tw- I, I texted, I, I tweeted somebody about how it's like, I don't think someone should call you a cracker based on your opinion about God of war two. And they were like, okay, so you hate black people. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? How do you go from that to, I hate black people. What, what the hell are we talking about? And I know it's the internet and it's Twitter and everything, but man, it's just, man, like navigating this whole digital space is just insane right now. Yeah. I mean, I, that's why I just don't even bother really anymore. It's, I'm not worried about the opinions of the irrational. They have no power over me at all. Like just not, they have no power over me. I'm, I'm good. Like, you know, everything's, everything's kind of copacetic and that bothers them more than anything. So yeah, I'll just continue to, you know, um, they can get likes and retweets on their things. I'll just, I'll get numbers, um, <laughs> like the most important types of numbers. Exactly. In yeah, like, I feel you know, like in the vault, for instance, and I feel like that's, that's the mindset you have to have to not, to not go crazy. So you just, you have to brush it off. You have to not care. And I think that, like you said, that's, what's going to, yeah, it's the whole living well is the best revenge, I guess. I think they hate seeing that you're flourishing. They don't want to admit that you are, and it, it drives them crazy. Yep. We were talking to, uh, when we were talking to Jono about Trigger, which I think it was off air, but he was talking about how he got some negative reviews on Trigger, which because of your involvement, they saw your name and the credits, and they were just like, well, I like this game, but I can't support it because Colin was involved. I'm like, you like, got to be kidding God. Yeah, they don't need, I mean, I, I just talked to them about how their game is doing and needless to say, they don't need their support. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't either. Like we, the thing is, is that these are authoritarian na- nature people, um, authoritarian minded people. They want to control things. They want to control what you say. They want to control what people buy. They want to control what people have access to, who has a microphone, who has a platform, whatever. Um. My answer to that is no. I mean, you know, you're not going to control me and I don't need like every barrier that has been thrown up. We've just overcome it. And every time we've overcome one of those barriers, we've just become bigger. So we overcame, we just stopped talking to PR like three years ago, just completely stopped talking to all PR. Um, Didn't matter. We got banned from, or like removed from PAX, our own panel, like in, in the big theater there. It didn't matter. We just got bigger. We got um, you know, over and over and over again, people try to get in our way and it just doesn't matter. It's like, you're not going to hurt us. We have a community of people. We're doing our thing. You can build your own community, do your thing. I don't care. I'm not coming after you. I don't care what you say. I'm not trying to deplatform you, anything like that. That's never been the case with me. So it's kind of easy to live when you, I, that's what I'm trying to say to you guys is like, when you kind of just do everything by the book and you're, and you really are in the right, then there's nothing else you can do. If you're trying to please crazy people, you're, you're ultimately not going to be able to do it. And I think just leaving a very um, hyper liberal, like comic book liberal place like San Francisco and Santa Monica, where I lived for 13 years and going to somewhere much more moderately conservative, like central Virginia, 
has just reminded me that there are, it's not like one being right, one being wrong necessarily. It's just that you can get locked into these various places where you don't even realize how the other side lives or like what people have to say and all that kind of stuff. And so if people want to call me X, Y, or Z, that's totally fine. It's pretty funny, um, you know, to be called these various things. And I don't, some people are like, why don't you correct someone when they say, you know, you're racist, you have a black girlfriend. And I'm like, well, I don't, I've said this to Micah too, cause she's wanted to jump in and I'm like, you're not a prop in my life. Like, I love right. you. You're not, right. I don't care. Like, I don't need to defend myself. Anyone who knows anything about me knows that right. that just doesn't have any muster. So I don't, I think some people get too caught up in being too online. And some of the people that you mentioned are some of those people. Um, and you know, the, the game dad dude I've, that you brought up, I, I mean, I, I, it's just the kind of person it's just very emblematic of the kind of person in the industry that is toxified the space to such a degree that um, the source of the toxification has become lost. And thus they begin, they can also become the arbiters of those that are going to uh, clean up the industry. And it really just doesn't make any sense. And so you can't try to please those kinds of people. And those kinds of people don't have any power. In fact, I think people like that are being used by others that are too cowardly to say what they need to say. And so you realize over and over again that it just is not a reflection of the real world and being where I am now and living the life I live now. And it, you just realize it's just not a reflection of reality at all. I just walk around my neighborhood with my dog after dinner yeah. and um, the neighbors are out and people are hanging out and cars are driving by and no one's talking about any of this stuff <laughs> and no one cares. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't have to, like, I feel bad for people that are, really caught up in that stuff regularly i think everyone gets or not everyone but many people get caught up in it um from time to time but those that are caught up in it habitually like it's it it betrays an obvious disenchantment with your own life um to disconnect to that degree to where you don't even care about how you come off would come off to a, a real person and the thing is is that i would you know outside of my comedic elements of our shows i would never say anything on my shows that i wouldn't want someone to hear right and I just couldn't imagine putting this laundry list of stuff that they say in front of a normal person and be like, oh, this is how they talk. You know, that's why I just know that these people like don't have jobs. That's why I know that these people like don't have happy lives and real connections. Like, because there's just no way, you know, there's no way. Yeah. There's just no way. Uh, and that's how you have to live in a very isolated and sad state in order to sustain that, because there's no way that a human another human being would be like you did what on the twitter for what reason and and right. then be like oh yeah you're normal let's go to lunch <laughs> it just doesn't work out that way so it is what it is I, I would encourage you guys not to get too caught up in it there you go yeah uh, i agree by the way nobody's talking about china or tencent or anything so you know we'll leave that there but yeah i'm gonna look really i'm gonna look really smart about that in a few years like i guarantee <laughs> you um trust me i'm time stamping and saving all of the shows of the things i've said and when it, it, as it as it gets worse and worse and people begin to wake up or start putting up barriers to these things then you will understand that i was at least talking about, and that's what i'm saying keeping it relevantly political i don't have to talk about red china you know right. like for no reason on the show i mean just for no just because i have a problem with mao or something you know i don't have to go with it, it doesn't it has nothing to do with our show but that economically has everything to do with the industry yes and uh and so that's what i'm talking about about keeping it germane politically to the subjects at hand so people can open their eyes like uh tom at moore's law is dead yep. was recently saying very well which is like you know people need to grow up and understand that this stuff matters and that they should learn about it but when you 
to, so when you tune into a PlayStation podcast, you should expect that like if politics comes up, it it's somehow connected to PlayStation. Uh, and I feel like just just narrowing it down that way opens people's minds, keeps the content um, really fresh, and allows people to to um, discover things that they otherwise wouldn't have discovered while having these parallel interests um, that are otherwise not going to be discussed on other places. That's what differentiates us. Like, differentiates us, I think, and why I'm happy to do it. And it's not only that issue, it's other issues too. Yep. I agree. And I love Tom telling people like grow up. Like I was listening today to sacred symbols plus it's like, just grow up. Like what, what are we talking about? You know, what, whatever. Um, all right. So that's enough of the drama. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate the, the candid conversation. Um, oh, that was awesome. Actually one other thing, Colin, I just want to say, uh, I know it's months old at this point, but, I want to say thank you for the interview with Jaffe on your channel. Um, I know you probably didn't think it was going to turn into Jaffe interviewing you. Um, but as someone that's followed you for a long time and was a big fan of kind of funny and all that, um, it was just for me personally, it was awesome to see you open up and be vulnerable and, and talk about everything. And there's a lot of people that wouldn't have done that. Um, so I know that was probably really hard for you. And I just want to say thank you for that. I'm sure it was cathartic for you. It was cathartic for me being a, you know, a, a fan of you and a fan of kind of funny back in the day. Um, that was just, it was awesome to see. And I just wanted to say thank you for that. Yeah, no, you're welcome. I, I'm glad people enjoyed that episode. And in the moment, and I think in hindsight too, I still feel the same way that it just felt like, well, I kind of have to, if I ask people to come on this show and kind of speak their minds and open themselves up. And so if someone's going to kind of come at me with that, then I guess I can do that in a way that makes the most sense. Cause the truth is, is that I'm totally sick of talking about the subject. And I know, you know, um, not because it's like, it brings me any sort of shame or embarrassment. It's just, it's trite. You know, I'm just like, right. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, but when you brought it up and just asked these questions and I was thinking, you know, I'm like, you know what? All right. Like, we'll just have this being one of the touchstones that people can go back to and listen to and get, some of the answers that they feel like they wanted or understood already innately and just needed confirmation and all of the rest. And yeah. we can move on from there. I just think that what they became is their thing. And what we became is our thing. And we don't, I don't think they would want what I have and I don't want what kind of funny became right. Yeah. Like it's, it's not an insult. It's just a difference in philosophy and approach and everything that, happened to me in quotes and continued to the attacks and all that kind of stuff it's just i think it goes back to what you were saying earlier i i prevailed so it doesn't matter now we, we can talk about other things and um they can write the history however they want but the reality is just that it worked out pretty well <laughs> yep <laughs> so i will say we we like what you got i'll i'll leave it there but speaking of drama and crazy stuff Sean. So yeah, switching gears a little bit. Um, we were excited, uh, you know, when we locked down this date for you, we thought we were going to have some uh, interesting stuff to talk to you about with Blue Box and Abandoned, whatever this is going to turn out to be. Obviously, that didn't happen. Technical issues. I'm not entirely convinced that wasn't all somehow part yes. of the plan, but regardless. Um, 
where do you stand? I mean, what are your thoughts on this whole blue box thing? Is it a series of coincidences? Is this Kojima? Is it really just some dude? I mean, what are your thoughts on the whole blue box yeah, and I, abandoned thing? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. I mean, my gut check has always kind of been because I'm totally happy to go down with the ship. It's meaningless ultimately is me too. that that I, I just think it, it, there is something more to it. And and uh, I just I think it's obvious, but I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Kojima. I don't know if it's Silent Hill. I think those have different likelihoods, um, but I don't think it is what it's being purported to be. And the disruption today is a little surprising. I don't know exactly how it works on PS5, but PS4 patches don't like once you're like in the dev system, you don't necessarily have to have these patches even pass QA or get permission. You can send them live. <laughs> we've we've sent our own patches live without being QA'd before several times. Um, you can't do it on Vita, and I don't know if you can do it on PS5, but I thought that that was weird because it seems like there's a hiccup, and, and I'm like, well, why is there a hiccup to updating this thing? I just, I think that they've reached the point of frustration, like where I think today's delivery in some way was the the little clip they they put out i was like all yeah. right like this seems like it's silent hill and yeah. then but then they don't deliver and i'm like well like would sony and konami really keep doing this over and over again and just annoy the shit out of people is it so exciting that people will just forget and then this will be part of the story i don't know i really don't know what to say about that i feel like the reason i think that there's something to this too is that i just feel like sony has to know that they're they're doing them a disservice by letting them do this at some point they should have stepped in behind the scenes and been like you can't do this and and there are just so many things where it's like what is what is the an app on the ps5 that we've never seen that before no why would why that. would yes why would this random game get an app why does the language why is the language list basically from the last of us like when you when you <laughs> pop up the localization list as a lot of people have pointed out and all the other coincidences but then at the same time you can imagine that this is just some fucking trash that yeah. no one cares about but i think it's got to be one or the other i don't yeah. think that there's any, i don't think there's any middle road where these people survive plus the access to kind of the the ghost studio doing ghost work for them these are like luxuries that you can't afford if you don't have significant financial backing i think there's some winks and nods from both shuhei yoshida and jeff keely about this being something more his shit, his shit eating grin in that video round e3 i was like jeff come on dude we, we yeah. know you were yoki mo you were you were with yoki mogren for the fan of pain and all this like come on man and that's why there's no way like they're using the font for metal gear solid 2 and metal gear solid 3 the abandoned font is now that font and then you've got a snake in the background with a freaking eye patch with blurred out words that look like they say, welcome to silent Hill. Like what I do hope, I don't know if it's Kojima again, metal gear is my favorite series of all time, but like some people were saying that apparently the, there there's another theory that this is blue point remaking metal gear, maybe, maybe silent Hill also. And that this is their way to just say it's like blue but it's blue for blue point it's the box from ps studios this is going to be a whole announcement thing whatever at this point no matter almost no matter what what it is unless it is like blue point has been acquired obviously they sent out the image and they're remaking metal gear solid one two and three and silent hill one two whatever i don't know like there's no way it's nothing right 
Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be something that, that, that heavy. I, I just, I, I don't know what it's going to be. I just don't think it is what they're saying. Right. Like that's, that's all I can say. Like, I just, there's just so many things about it. And if all of these things were coincidences, I'd just be shocked. That's what I was trying to say on the show recently on my yeah. show was I could believe that this is not something in the same way that I could believe God exists. Like, yeah, I could, I could believe that, you know, like that, that's not surprising to me, but everything in my mind points me in this other direction. And so even though I know of this distinct possibility in which I might look very stupid, I just can't look away from this man's name being Hideo and like Google translate. I can't look away from this, this, you know, man having all of this silent Hill and imagery and um, a connection to Jeff Keighley. And even in the trailers, like some of the text they're using on the bottom, like this is running in real time and all that. That's not stuff that indie developers do. <laughs> With and a failed I, I, $200 Kickstarter. Yeah. Right. And I feel like, but that's, see, that's the stuff that gives you pause where it's like they, they must have really set this stage a long time ago. And I feel like maybe at the very, there's so many different things it can be. Like it could be the remnants of a plan that they were going to do with PT a long time ago. It could yeah. be the remnants of some other plan that they had at Konami that of just all these accounts, but I don't think it's that. But at the same time, why does no one know who this guy is? Right. Why does no one know him? No one knows him. No one's worked with him. And no one works there. No one works there. I mean, come on. I, yeah. I, and I feel like, if there isn't anything there, I don't feel bad for them. I know that that a lot no. of people do yep. feel bad for them. But I'm like, no. you have to know. No. And I, I think with this most recent video they put up before they had this snafu with their update was like, people were like, that's the dude from Silent Hill 2. I mean, right. Looks like the dude from Silent Hill 2 with the, like the green coat. And you can't, you have to understand your, no one gives a fuck about your four second clip of your obscure indie horror game. That's not the way you reveal a game like this. Right. So in one way, it's smart that they're getting people to talk about their game if it's nothing, but they have to understand the game's going to turn into a meme if yes, if it's not somehow connected to Konami and all this other stuff. And maybe it is and maybe it isn't. I, I don't know. I think there's just so many things pointing me pointing in all different directions. Yet I think some of the most overwhelming evidence just it suggests I would even go as far as to say like it's impossible. Right. Like, is it is it really possible that caraman translates to hideo no i'm not saying no. that, that is and, and people are lost on this too like i'm not saying that that's the proper turkish to japanese translation i'm saying that that's what google translate says right right and that's obviously what they would use as a red as, as a you know as the canary in the coal mine of maybe something's wrong here like something's up i don't know we'll, we'll figure it out i'm a little annoyed because i me thought too. we would have an answer today me too yeah i'm i'm with you i don't really know i don't know what i think but I know there's no way this is just a bunch of coincidences. There's no way. This is either Kojima or this dude is like an evil genius and maybe the second coming of Hideo Kojima, who's maybe gotten in over his head well, or maybe is just emulating him. I don't know. But if this is a dude, he knows exactly what he's doing. There's no way that, you know, his name happens to translate to Hideo and the PT with the tree over it on the sign and the trail, like all that. There's too many things for it to all be coincidences or like maybe were, it's not Kojima. Maybe well, it's just this guy being like, oh, I can do that too. I don't, well, I, I don't but, know. Like you were saying to me last weekend, this could just be Konami trying to 
Kojima, Kojima, and and doing a failing bad job. Like, yeah, it yeah. all seems that would be a little a sloppy. I, I, yeah, I I hope that that's not the case. Like, I think I've said this before that I just think Sony is the appropriate barrier between Kojima and Konami yep. where they can work with each other without having to bury the hatchet necessarily. Yeah, Although yeah. I think that if people at Konami are smart and if Kojima is smart, I because Death Stranding did well, but it wasn't it wasn't this massive success. I think they're both strongest with each other. If they if they probably yeah if they come to realize that and just bury the hatchet and pay the appropriate monies. And even if Sony has to kind of fund Kojima productions and co-publish and all of that, just make it happen. And I think Konami is planning something just because yep. the, the Castlevania leak for Castlevania advanced collection indicates that maybe they have something more to say there too. And plus they've been bringing out Castlevania collections. So there's other IP that they might be messing with. They have their kind of in process, um, public like indie publishing arm kind of reigniting in western europe and they're working on projects now so konami i i just think konami is looking at capcom and saying like we can't we can't sit here and do this anymore because it's not they're not only seeing success, success with that they're seeing the revival of like not the revival but like the the coming the second coming of franchises like monster hunter right they they're seeing their these these other publishers selling these these and and seeing seeing this massive success and just and revisiting things phoenix right right like the collections they just have all this stuff just sitting there on konami's side that they can do similar things with and i also think that the success of stuff like bomberman has kind of sh sh buttressed them and been like maybe we should just get involved in this again but they better not try to kojima stuff without kojima and i also <laughs> think that they just i don't know that they'll be able to do metal gear without him again not no, because i think no. he's necessary but because i just don't know that people are going to going to allow it you know um yeah i think for them to do metal gear again without him they'd have to name it metal gear something else and even then i don't think that it matters because he was the creator of the original yeah. metal gear you know so it's not it doesn't really not metal metal gear solid is its own thing uh i know they tried with metal gear what was it rising rising yeah no um, <laughs> no um yeah i don't know i <laughs> I assume, like you've said before, we, we all assume Metal Gear Solid 6 is coming, but I think that's just like a horrible idea. Um, if they want to remake Metal Gear 1 or Metal Gear 2 from the MSX, they've got the story built and everything. I would be okay to that, but I mean, you're that's not even a remake. That That is a full-blown just, that's a new franchise at that point. Yeah, I agree. I, I, think, I think Metal Gear can be left alone. I don't think leaving silent hill alone is imperative or castlevania like i said or contra or all the other things obviously they're messing around fundamentally with pez now which is or e-football mm -hmm. as they're calling it now which i think is very smart yep. but metal gear is probably one of those things where you want to leave it alone just like you wouldn't revive zone of the enders or a snatcher or like right. random like you just don't need to do this and they have enough to revive like I think that they have to pivot a little bit. I think that the biggest thing that they could have now is Castlevania. I think that they need to take advantage of the, the anime success. And I think they're going to, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a game like in that style. But as far as the blue point connection, um, I just find that that image from Sony Japan weird. I don't know how you make <laughs> yeah. that error. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how that error is made. So I just feel like, that was that's inevitable too and yeah. maybe this is part of that but they have to kind of shit or get off the pot soon i i just think i don't know it's kind of unfortunate if this is a real problem that they encountered but it would have been see 
they they didn't need to put a timer on this at all. In fact, they could have just uploaded the abandoned thing, said nothing about it. And it's just like everyone's like, what the fuck is this thing? And then yeah. one day it just updates. Like, and no one had any expectations because it's just there. And then if there's a problem, then no one would have ever known to begin with. This yeah. is why I feel like maybe it isn't what we think, you know, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah. Like why say 2100 CET? And then it's like a half hour later, everybody's tweeting them. They're like, oh, we have tech issues. What? Whatever. If it was like you, I would want to think Sony would ha- want to have fun like this because I totally would. And I think I think this is fun. I wish. And, yeah. And so that part of the fun to me would have been like, hey, guys, let's just upload a package to P- PlayStation 5 and not say anything about it. And everyone's like, what's abandoned? And we're like, oh, no, I have any, no idea what that is. And then it just an up and then it's just a package updates for it one day, you know, and then it turns into PT or something. Or, you know, as I was saying on my Discord, I want to start this thing up so bad and just see the Konami logo like the, the thing. Oh that, my like, God, I would die. I know? would die. Um, so we'll see. I just think it would have been much more fun. And maybe, maybe they can learn that for the future that you don't need to necessarily time this thing if you just put it there people will find it because it's weird and yeah. people pay attention and they scrape the psn obviously i want the old the uh the ps1 konami logo which i assume is that's what you were saying though like yeah, that's ex- that's what i want right me too <sighs> um all right a couple more questions here um so let's get into playstation stuff for me the answer is easy for me. My question for you, this is something I wanted to ask you last time. We didn't get around to it, but do you have one platinum trophy that sticks out in your mind that you're most proud of? For me, I'll give you time to think for me. It's, it's got a war 2018 just because fighting Sigrun, like I fought her for around, it was like three to three and a half hours. And when I finally beat her, it was the last trophy I needed. I got all the Ravens and all that crap. But when I finally beat her, it was the weirdest thing because I was sitting there in my living room. I'm playing it. And I just felt like all of a sudden it was like an out of body experience. Like my like my hands weren't controlling the controller. It was like I was just one with the game. And, you know, she couldn't hit me. I was dodging. I was doing this, doing everything. And I beat her. I got the platinum. It was awesome. I know Sean's platinum (laughs) freaking Cuphead, Bloodborne, Demon Souls, Returnal, Returnal for crying out loud. those Those are hardcore. You know, yeah, so, I don't think I have any hardcore platinums like that, like on that level. Yeah, like less than one percent rarity. I don't think I have any. Maybe, maybe I maybe Shovel Knight was one of those or something, but oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think so. I I didn't find that particularly difficult. I feel like people that kind of overrated that. That I, I just that couldn't. I, I I couldn't beat it in an hour and a half. There was no. I, I freaking love that game. It's the best two D. Oh yeah, that was it. That was a. Yeah, that I can see it. You can you can really scrape the times. Yeah. if you really cared that much. But, but but do you have anything that that, that sticks out to you? Because I'm a trophy whore, like you know. Well, I mean, you used to be. Now you go for the real platinums, like Sean does. I just downloaded whatever the hell cheap gamer said. It was some freaking visual Tales novel. Of, Tales oh of yeah, no, I don't something. I don't. Yeah, I only go after for yeah. the last since I, really I was that kind of funny. I was yeah. only going after real platinum. So I have 122 now. Okay, but um, not to say that some of them aren't easy, but I I go after games that I'm gonna play. Right. Um, and if they're there, they're there. I, actually, I, I'm looking. The rarest one I have, I think, is actually GI Joe Operation Blackout. Oh wow! <laughs> Which is 1.1 percent. Okay. Uh-huh. People have that. I just think it's because a lot of people didn't play it. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm looking at them now. I mean, I think Dragon Quest was Dragon Quest 11 was one that I'm pretty proud of, just because I can. 
I can see myself just being like, ah, fuck this. I don't want to do it anymore, which I've had, I've had that issue with some trophies. So that's definitely one. Um, yeah, I'm looking at Bioshock was one that I I enjoyed. I got that one twice. I mean, I, I love getting that, that trophy. The messenger was a fun one to get, but I don't really have any, I don't think I have any very hardcore ones because I don't really think I have the patience to, to sit with a game. And if it has like a 1% or half a percent, you know acquisition rate i'm like there's no way i'm gonna be one of these people i I just can't imagine there's there's a very small chance of that being true you know so all right last question um so obviously with we're not getting god of war we're not getting horizon in this year um for what's left for 2021 uh what's your most anticipated game for playstation uh probably tales of arise which comes out in september i think I'm really, I mean, I really am looking forward to that game. I, I'm authentically interested to see what they've done. It's been a while. Tales is kind of different now. It's dormant. Um, used, a guy used to be, a guy that directed it used to be um, Hideo Baba, and that was when they were doing it every year, every 18 months. And they stopped doing that, and it didn't work out too well. And I think they kind of had to go back to the drawing board and see what what it means to be Tales. And I, I'm, I've paid very little attention to video or screenshots or anything. I'm just excited to kind of go in and see how they're going to define the series, which I fell in love with almost 25 years ago. So that's that's what I'm really looking forward to. And then Far Cry 6, I think, would probably be the other, which is coming out around the same time, or early September, I think. I'm, I was actually thinking about that today. I'm playing Ender Lilies right now on PS4. And... Okay. Um, it, which is a metroidvania and i was just thinking i'm like oh yeah far cry comes out soon and i'm like really excited i just i could really use a game like far cry and uh so i'm looking forward to just doing a, a ubisoft checkbox game especially because i don't think we're going to get too many more of them i don't think you i think ubisoft's pretty clear that they're not going to be doing yeah. too many more so yeah um it's kind of i feel like far cry 6 might be a pretty historic game that might be like one of the evolutionary tracks between this ubisoft and what ubisoft is becoming which i don't think is going to be up my alley yeah yeah the last so we both loved uh immortals uh phoenix rising last year i I know you never finished it again horrible name they should have just kept gods and monsters um but yeah speaking of metroidvanias how are you feeling about metroid dread i know you weren't big on samus returns i loved it sean didn't like it that much he's played more than than i have but but I'm excited for it, but I mean, on the PlayStation side, for me, it's more, God, I cannot wait for Axiom Verge 2. Uh, Kenna got delayed September. That's fine. There's nothing Yeah, Kenna looks great. Yeah. Yep. And then we get, we. I'm finally going to play Hades next week, um, which I'm looking forward to because I just didn't want to play that on Switch. But th- those are the ones that, that, that speak to me so far for the rest of the year. Yeah, Hades, I pre-ordered actually. And so just so I can, it will download to my yep. console now. When, when it gets close enough, I don't feel bad doing that anymore. And uh, I was looking at the trophies today and and um, apparently no missable trophies, although it, it's going to be a bit of a grind. So, yeah, I am looking forward to that, too. I think Kenna will be a nice uh, a nice game to play. And with Immortals, it wasn't even I, I, when I turned it on. It's just like for some reason, when I turn it on, I'm like, I don't this is not what I want. I didn't. I didn't it's like this very cartoonish, as you know, this yeah. very cartoonish. And I'm like, oh, I don't eh. you know, I, I, like it wasn't anything to do with the game itself. So I can't judge it. I just at that time i was like this is not what i yeah am looking for i play i paid full price for that game so I, it's not like i really feel bad saying that but uh yeah so hades is a good selection as well and death loop as well i think looks awesome oh, yeah. 
Um, I'm glad it went gold. So we know it's not going to get pushed out. And I think that game will be pretty important on PS5 because there's just not going to be too much else to play. But I think people are kind of worrying for no reason at the same time, not only because of the inertia of PS5, but also because Sony doesn't typically release games in this window. So I don't think they were. I mean, I said it on our show and I was right. I mean, not that it was a huge reach, but I was like, I don't think Horizon was ever coming out this year. I think that the second they told you that they didn't know was the second you knew that it wasn't coming out this year. Yeah. And I think that they just didn't want to say it you know, for whatever, you know, they probably want to get maybe through another fiscal or another quarter or whatever and get further away. And that's why I hope going back to this thing with, with blue box, I hope it is something because they need something like this. And I think it would generate it. Not that they really need goodwill on the market right now, but I think it would generate a lot of hardcore goodwill to be like, Oh wow, you did something really cool. This is, yep, this is cool that you, that you did this, but, um, we'll find out yeah what, what's more egregious like the future game show they said god of war 21 and as soon as they said that i was like that's and i know you said it too i was like there's no way in hell that's coming out in 21 there's literally no way it's going to come out march or april but now i don't even know that i believe that every god of war game in the past that was a major release was like march or april but now we assume horizon's going to be february march so that means god of war is actually going to be a I don't know. Maybe it'll be a May or June game like like Last of Us. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I would think that my theory is that they're going to release Horizon 1 on PS5 this fall. Mm. And then Horizon will come out in February on PS4 and PS5. And then they will release God of War on PS5 and then they will release God of War on PS4 and PS5. Yeah, the new one, you know. Yeah. So, uh I think just migrate all these games over. I think it's I always said that they were going to do that just because I think Sony is annoying. Yep. Uh, I don't think there's any other reason to do it that way. I mean, when we found out that The Last of Us is going to get remade, I mean, that just shows how annoying they are. So (laughs) we knew that we were going to get hit in some way with some of these games. So, yeah, it sucks, but it's okay. Like, I don't know. I, I, I say over and over again, like, I don't need new games. It's I feel I feel no pressure right now. Yeah. And my business doesn't re- rely on it. So it's, I feel bad for people that really do need those clicks and like that, that, that hunger for some stuff. But I'm like, I don't, we just have, we're just smooth sailing. We'll get yeah. there. Yeah. Awesome. Colin, thank you so much, man. Always um, a pleasure. You're very welcome. Thank you for coming on, not once, but twice. This was awesome. Um, obviously, everybody should go to patreon.com slash last stand media. Check out everything going over there where I'm a proud supporter of last stand media um again the best video game podcast on the internet that there is um and yeah man i I don't know if there's anything else i should say anything else you want to plug no it's it's okay i i don't really do these things for for um promotional reasons anyway it's you'll find me if you want to find me i'm there (laughs) everybody can find colin yeah i'm I'm out there somewhere (laughs) yeah but thank you for having me and um yeah i'll see you guys next time i guess Awesome. awesome Thanks, everybody, for watching this episode of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. Until the next time, Sean, go ahead and take us out. Thank you for playing.